1 Chronicles chapter 19, verse 1. And it came to pass after this that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, died, and his son reigned in his stead. 2. And David said, I will show kindness unto Hanan the son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. So David sent messengers to comfort him concerning his father. And David's servants came into the land of the children of Ammon to Hanan to comfort him. When David was running from Saul, the Ammonites helped take care of David. They allowed him to stay with them for a while. And he considered Nahash a friend. And now that Nahash's son has become king, he wanted to basically send a sympathy card to Hanan and say, hey, I'm your friend. 3. But the princes of the children of Ammon said to Hanan, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Are not his servants come unto thee to search and to overthrow and to spy out the land? They think that David has just sent spies. These advisors probably don't know history very well, and that's a big handicap when your cabinet members or your advisors don't understand history. That's caused many a king and world leader to make terrible mistakes. These advisors don't realize that David was a genuine friend of Hanan's father, and so they just think that he's playing a trick on Hanan. 4. So Hanan took David's servants and shaved them and cut off their garments in the middle, even to their hips, and sent them away. Basically, he's made them naked in more ways than one. He cut off their beards so that they would be naked in that sense. They wouldn't have beards over their chest. And then he cut off their robes up to like mini skirt level. It would make them completely humiliated with their legs showing, make them look like little toddlers. 5. Then there went certain persons and told David how the men were served, meaning messengers went to David and said, This is what happened to your sympathy company who you sent to Hanan. And he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed. They were too ashamed to go back home to Israel and be seen by their fellow Israelites. So David sent out messengers to them. And the king said, Tarry at Jericho until your beards be grown, and then return. They could get new clothing, but they couldn't get new beards for a really long time. And back then, a man's beard was his glory. They couldn't go home without their beards. 6. And when the children of Ammon saw that they had made themselves odious to David, Hanan and the children of Ammon sent a thousand talents of silver to hire them chariots and horsemen out of the Aram Neharem and out of Aram Maka and out of Zobah. Those are three towns of the Arameans that they want to buy horses and chariots from to go fight against David because now they realize that David is angry with them. They've awakened the sleeping giant, and so they need a better army in order to fight him. So they're going to go buy chariots and horses. 7. So they hired them thirty and two thousand chariots, and the king of Maka and his people, who came and encamped before Medeba. In hiring the chariots and the chariot drivers, they were literally hiring the king of Maka because he's in charge of the chariot drivers. And the children of Ammon gathered themselves together from their cities and came to battle. They're all coming to fight David because it's kind of like, we're going to hit you before you hit us. It was a defensive move to be offensive. They were afraid that David might attack, so they wanted to attack him first. So this shows their level of paranoia. Because first of all, they were paranoid that David's sympathy company was spies. And now they're paranoid that David is going to attack them. 8. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the host of the mighty men. 
9. And the children of Ammon came out and put the battle in array at the gate of the city, and the kings that were come were by themselves in the field. Everyone is in battle formation of the pagans, and the kings came out into the middle of the field to discuss the battle. Meanwhile, Joab's army is approaching. 10. Now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him before and behind, he chose all the choice men of Israel and put them in array against the Arameans. Joab saw that they had battle formations before him and behind him to surround him, and he decided to put the best fighters against the Arameans. They're the ones with the chariots and horses. 11. And the rest of the people he committed into the hand of Abishai his brother, and they put themselves in array against the children of Ammon. Remember Joab and Abishai had an agreement, if my men are losing, you guys come and help us, and if your men are losing, we'll come and help you. It was a very loving, brotherly agreement that they had. 12. And he said, If the Arameans be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will help thee. The Arameans are the Syrians. The Ammonites are the ones from King Hanan. 13. Be of good courage, and let us prove strong for our people and for the cities of our God, and the Lord do that which seemeth him good. Isn't that a beautiful statement of faith? We'll do our best, and God will make happen what God wants to make happen, simply trusting the Lord. And that means even if you lose the battle, you still trust God that he's behind it and he has a plan. This is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did when they said that they were willing to go into the fire. They said, we believe our God will save us from the fire because we aren't going to worship the false God. However, even if he doesn't, we're still going to trust him. And that's a great attitude to have. Even if God does not pull you out of the fire, you will still trust him and love him and obey him. God loves it when we're like that. You know, he doesn't owe us anything. And that's why we need to trust him no matter what happens. We wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for God. We have every reason to trust him even when we're in the fire. He didn't have to give us life in the first place. And the fact that we even can fight a battle is all gravy. 14. So Joab and the people that were with him drew nigh unto the battle to meet the Arameans, and they fled before him. The Arameans were filled with fear. God put fear in their hearts. 15. And when the children of Ammon saw that the Arameans were fled, they likewise fled before Abishai his brother and entered into the city. Then Joab came to Jerusalem. This is incredible. God caused both pagan armies to scatter in fear and not even attempt to fight Joab and Abishai. Joab went to Jerusalem. 16. And when the Arameans saw that they were put to the worst before Israel, they sent messengers and brought out the Arameans that were beyond the river with Shopach, the captain of the host of Hadarezer, at their head. When the Arameans saw that they were definitely losing the battle, then they sent for another friend, Shopach, who was the captain of the army of Hadarezer's army. And Hadarezer is an enemy of David as well. 17. And it was told David, and he gathered all Israel together, and passed over the Jordan, and came upon them, and set the battle in array against them. Meaning he gathered all of the Israelite army, and had them cross the Jordan from the west to the east to fight. So when David had put the battle in array against the Arameans, they fought with him. 18. And the Arameans fled before Israel, and David slew of the Arameans the men of 7,000 chariots and 40,000 footmen. The footmen would be infantry, and the chariots would be cavalry. So altogether, the Israelites killed 47,000, and they killed Shopak, the captain of the host, the captain of Hadarezer's army. 
19. And when the servants of Hadrezer saw that they were put to the worst before Israel, they made peace with David and served him. Neither would the Arameans help the children of Ammon anymore. That's hilarious because the Arameans were so shamed at trying to help the Ammonites that they vowed we're never going to help them again. Because when we tried to help them against Israel, we lost bitterly and we're never going to help the Ammonites again. That's an awesome, hilarious victory. Meanwhile, Hadadezer's people became servants to David, which is also hilarious. When God wins, he really wins. And that concludes First Chronicles chapter 19.